Welcome to Because That's What Heroes Do, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. As you know from prior episodes, Megan Doherty, co-founder of One Stone Creative, and I are huge MCU fans. So we've decided to do the MCU movie oeuvre. That's right. We're going to do all of the MCU movies in this special podcast series. Over this series, we will take a look at the storylines, some of the cookies and other cool things. We'll describe the great action scenes from each um, episode, and then we'll take a look at issues raised by each episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. We will take things from the societal angle, from the social justice angle, from the MCU angle, and perhaps even from the compliance angle. But if you're an MCU fan or you're a compliance fan, I know you'll enjoy our last episode, we had one of Tom's favorites. This week, we have one of Megan's favorites, Thor Ragnarok. Because That's What Heroes Do is a special production of the Compliance Podcast Network. Thanks so much for listening. As you know from prior episodes, Megan Doherty, co-founder of One Stone Creative, and I are huge MCU fans. So we've decided to do the MCU movie oeuvre That's right. We're going to do all of the MCU movies in this special podcast series. Over this series, we will take a look at the storylines, some of the cookies and other cool things. We'll describe the great action scenes from each um, episode, and then we'll take a look at issues raised by each episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. We will take things from the societal angle, from the social justice angle, from the MCU angle, and perhaps even from the compliance angle. But if you're an MCU fan or you're a compliance fan, I know you will enjoy. In this episode, Megan and I take up her personal favorite, Thor Ragnarok, and you should listen in for her enthusiasm. Popcorn and Compliance, the Marvel Cinematic Universe on Popcorn and Compliance, all on the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back again with Megan Doherty for our continuing challenge to view, review the entire MCU on popcorn and compliance. Why? Well, once again, it's here, it's there, and we are uber geeks. Today, we are going to we're going to do more than uber geek out because you're going to see Megan in a way you have never seen or heard her, and that's because we continue <laughs> with her probably favorite movie of all time ever, not simply the MCU, Thor. Ragnarok. I am Tom Fox, the voice of compliance and founder of the Compliance Podcast Network. I'm Megan Doherty, co-founder of One Stone Creative and host of the business podcast Blueprint Show. And you're very, very close, Tom. This is, it's my favorite MCU movie, but it doesn't quite edge out my all-time favorite movie of all time, which is 1996 blockbuster smash hit Independence Day. There are actors in common, however, which we will be getting to. But yes, as you say, Thor Ragnarok, this was um, one of the first MCU movies I ever saw, maybe the first one. Um, I can't remember if I saw this one or Black Panther first, but it has been my most rewatched movie, my most quoted movie. Uh, I have watched it in both official languages. (laughs) It is a fantastic film. Um, So before I go on forever and ever and ever, um, I think you had a better experience on this rewatch of it than you might have had previously. So I would like to hear about that. Uh, yeah, and and I don't know what it was because it literally started in the first scene with Led Zeppelin and Zeppelin. the immigrant <laughs> song, and he gets in this huge fight, 
with uh, one of the ultimate bad guys in the universe, Solter, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, who is this fire god whose mission and or destiny is uh, to destroy Asgard. And they had this fabulous fight uh, to the immigrant song. And that becomes a musical trope throughout uh, the movie. And uh, it started with that. And I rocked out the entire uh, movie. Um, the... Um, I never liked the Grandmaster until this uh, viewing, and I got him this time, finally. Uh, the reason I thought he was so bored is he is bored because he just wants to play games, and uh, everything's a game to him. Um, I had never fully appreciated to the Megan Doherty level <laughs> of the humor of Thor uh, until this. He, he was just hilarious. And they gave him more, they gave, gave Thor and Chris Helmsworth more lines to just absolutely revel in, in this, um, in this movie. Uh, the characters, uh, the Valkyrie, uh, starting off as a number 142, the other gladiators, I, I found a whole new appreciation of them. I never really got the Hulk story here. Um, but there was a lot of pathos mm-hmm. in, uh, <clears throat> that particular part of his story. Uh, Loki, uh, he is the ultimate trickster in this movie of all the Loki things we've ever seen, including the Loki series, um, limited television series, uh, that streamed on Disney. <clears throat> He, he can turn literally in a minute. And if things don't go right for him, he just flips and goes the other way because it's in his interest to do so. Um, so lots going on. Um, lots going on uh, with uh, Loki, Odin, Thor, Heimdall, Asgard, Earth. Hella. Hella, and uh, we haven't even gotten to Hella yet. I haven't even gotten to Hella yet. Yeah, so uh, I've ranted and raved, but I really just wanted to uncork you and just have you go. So well, I, guess, I guess I'll just start off with with uh, we'll call the thanks to the director Taika Waititi, who um, if he could just be in charge of all movies from now on, I'd be completely fine with that. Have you seen a lot of his other work, Tom? No. Okay, I cannot recommend strongly enough. Uh, you you enjoy some of it. There there's some references in Thor Ragnarok to some of his earlier films. What we do in the shadows uh, about vampires, excellent. Um, uh, Hunt for the Wilder People, really great film. Uh, he just recently came out with a TV series uh, called Our Flag Means Death about pirates on the high seas. Brilliant, brilliant comedy, and uh, just what he brought to the MCU. This this. Uh, kind of taking what Joss Whedon had started with some of the earlier, the, the, the lighter heartedness, the wittiness, and he just took it up to 11. Um, so absolutely every thing that some of his characters, he played one of the characters, he played uh, Korg, the Cronin. Uh, so everything he said was hilarious. Um, but overall for, for a really funny movie that was a great standalone film that also fit really well into the broader MCU universe. 
uh, it talked about important things, you know, um, truth, the history, where we come from, how much where we come from impacts who we are and who we have to be and how to make choices in spite of that. Uh, and a lot of really beautiful imagery around uh, the cycles of life. So, you know, the the Asgard, the North mythology cycle of um, birth to existence, the nine realms to Ragnarok and on and on it continues. Um, that echoed in, you know, what happened with Odin. He had his life, he had his first child, hid them, had the next child, then the current cycle, lost an eye. Thor's now going through exactly the same thing. Everyone's coming into their own, understanding their place in the destiny and ultimately what is truly important, what is inside. And I've got a whole lot more I'm sure I want to get into, but um, uh, what were some of the themes that you really picked up on when you were watching it? What are the ones that really hit home strongest for you? Um, one was really the pathos of Banner slash the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had been the Hulk, I think, for two years in this movie. And he, uh, when he reverts back to being Bruce Banner, really through uh, the intercession of a good woman, we had the, the good woman coming in to save her man. Uh, how very, very medieval, uh, romantic. Um, he recognizes that, you know, he's basically got one more shot. And if he goes back to being the Hulk, he's going to stay that way uh, permanently. Um, the second was the, uh, the Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. And so I've had a lot of struggles with drink in my life. And so I understand that. But what I didn't understand until I rewatched this was the depth of her pain for having all of her sisters slaughtered by Hela in the last big Valkyrie battle. And that the survivor's guilt that she felt was so great. She literally was drinking herself, not simply stupid, but at one point she fell off a ramp coming off her ship she was so drunk. Um, and hell of an entrance, though. Hell of an entrance. Hell of an entrance. Uh, but the whole Valkyrie story, uh, I, I'm a big lover of the Valkyries, love the dance of the Valkyries, love the ride of the Valkyries, uh, still play that uh, Apocalypse Now <laughs> uh, theme. Uh, so uh, that whole story was great. And my sinking suspicion is we'll see the Valkyries a little bit later on down the road. Uh, and that will be very cool too. The, um, the other gladiators, uh, play, uh, a key role, uh, in this movie. Uh, so that was, uh, was cool. The, um, part of the, the myth story uh, or, uh, the creation story that you talked about in terms of renewal, death, regeneration, uh, we see these people of Asgard leaving in mm-hmm. in what I thought was Noah's Ark, and that uh, we have a very dark foreshadowing of that at the end. So uh, that was interesting. The the losing the eye, obviously Odin was one eyed, and Thor loses an eye in this. It wasn't clear to me if that was simply uh, a curse on the house that every king was was uh, destined to lose an eye, or really there was a, a deeper significance to that. I hadn't really figured that one out. But um, I guess the biggest thing about this movie, Megan, is it, would f- it, was, fun. it was fun. It started out fun um, uh, in the opening scene before the immigrant song starts. He is completely chained up, hanging in the air, and basically says <laughs> to say... I've got you exactly where I want you. 
Um, it reminded me of uh, the scene from the Avengers uh, where uh, Natasha is tied to a chair and yes. uh, they, they actually call her and she says, I'm in the middle of an interrogation. <laughs> you know, don't bother me. I'm working. And he's like, yeah, I've got you just where I want you. And then the immigrant song kicks off with Jimmy Page's axe guitar work. And it's just rocks and it rocked the whole way through. Mm-hmm. So um, I probably had as much fun watching and rewatching this movie as any other one that I've seen. Yeah, it, it just it did so many things so well. And it was gorgeous. Uh, I mean, it didn't take it. It wasn't like, you know, deep hyper tech gritty space stuff it was bright it was colorful it was kind of ridiculous at times it was it was just so much fun and and i love what you're saying about um hulk and the pathos of banner and that kind of return and i I really like that hulk became a character in and of himself he just he wasn't just a monster while he was on sakar he was finally being referred to and appreciated as um and valued as himself as hulk um and you know hulk the monster or Hulk, the, the gladiator, um, you know, he had friends. He could make jokes. He could have a conversation about his feelings with Thor. Uh, you know, he was becoming more of a person. And I think that sets the stage for the Professor Hulk we're going to be seeing in the future. Um, so I, I, I love that. Um, and I think it, the scene, the gladiatorial scene where you know, Thor in, and is going to fight the Grandmaster's champion and it's terrifying, it turns out my buddy from work. Uh, and then they kick each other's butts for a little while. Um, to compare it to that point where, you know, Natasha in the Quinjet ultimately did get Banner back out and kind of taking dominance over Hulk again. I thought it was so funny that Thor tried and failed to use the sun's getting real low, buddy. It's it's getting real dark. He is not Natasha Romanoff. <laughs> and the impact was not the same. <laughs> right. Uh, we also fabulous. had in here, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor and we'll be right back. appearance of Dr. Strange in this uh, mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, here, Dr. Strange uh, t- uh, counseled, I would say, uh, Thor about his uh, wayward brother, Loki. Uh, Tom Hiddleston is a fabulous actor. I love everything he does. And he was great in this movie as well. Um, and uh, so we got to see Dr. Strange, which was very cool for me. Uh, and, but what I really want you to just start talking about is Thor. And you've loved Thor from the minute you saw him. And so what, what, what was about what was it about him in this movie that you just absolutely fell in love with and continue to love to this day? The absolute, you know, straight arrow on motivation. Um, you know, he, Thor has come into his own. He knows what he's working for. He doesn't know the best way to do it yet, but he is... He is going to do it by, gosh darn it, he's almost got a Captain America level of, of moral guidance uh, happening inside. Uh, and it's, I think for me, what really got me the most, I mean, it's always humor. Uh, and he is so funny. And the the delivery, like the the actor, um, Chris, Chris Hemsworth, I think, uh, brilliant timing. Thank goodness they finally gave him some room to really demonstrate how amusing and how funny he can be. Um, the liking that he has for other people. Uh, the way he he can get other people to connect with him and work together. Um, you know, he was this lone solo warrior at the beginning of his arc, and now all he wants to do is put together a team. There's a project, we got to put together a team. Uh, and then I 
love the way he's able to get people on board with it. You know, Banner just wanted to go home to Earth, but he's like, no, I'm going to help these people of Asgard because this is important to my friend. I'm on the team, whatever it means for me. Valkyrie, very good reason to want to you know, forget all of the horrible things that happened in the past. She help the people, the throne that put her into this horrible situation in the first place for Thor. Okay. Yeah, no, back on board. And she is amazing. I think um, she probably also lost her girlfriend slash wife in that battle. That's my personal theory. Um, but yes, yeah, totally. Uh, and then even with Loki, um, cause you know, he's still trickster, but Thor understands him. And at the very, very end, he thinks it's another illusion, but Loki's actually there doing another, proving he cannot be trusted. He cannot be relied upon to be predictable. Um, you know, he's always, it, but he was there for Thor as part of the team in saving the people of Asgard. Um, yeah, basically, this this movie kind of hit all of my buttons for what makes a really good film. It talked about important things. It did it in a hilarious way. There was at least a little bit of queer representation, even if we had to imagine it. Um, and Jeff Goldblum. Uh, <laughs> so I didn't Jeff think Goldblum you had to imagine there, it. <laughs> I think the Valkyries, that was the Valkyries. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you're spot on that she did lose her wife mm-hmm. uh, or a lover. Um, but... Um, uh, that, you're you're absolutely right. The what about uh, the? I read in preparation for this. One of the articles I read said they needed a Jeff Greenblum type actor, and they got the best Jeff Greenblum imitator there is, which is Jeff Greenblum uh, to play <laughs> Jeff Greenblum. And Goldblum. and he was <laughs> yeah. So uh, that was that was uh, great. Uh, his role was great. Um, he is the brother of the collector, yeah, which I had not fully appreciated uh, as well. We got to see uh, the Infinity Stones, mm-hmm. um, so that was uh, a nice touch. Uh, once I mentioned the immigrant song about seventeen times, I'm going to mention well, it one more time. Uh, that final it, battle scene, yes, I mean, other than maybe the the end game final battle scene, it's it's one of the best ones. It. <laughs> And then uh, they have a little subgroup of the Avengers. These were called the Avengers or the Defenders. The Revengers. <laughs> so that was uh, that was good as well. Uh, once again, great special effects, great action scenes. But for me, what elevated this movie to a level that I did not appreciate was the humor. Mm-hmm. And just um, they really unleashed, Chris Helmsworth unleashed his inner Thor. And uh, it was it was just great uh, because and, he's and you know why Tom? why because that's what heroes do. <laughs> that's what heroes do. That's what heroes do. So uh, that's if those of you who didn't know, that's Ma- Megan's favorite <laughs> phrase because that's what heroes do. We, so. we use it around the house a lot. It's like, oh, we really need to do the dishes. Well, I guess we better because that's what heroes do. <laughs> And he did. So um, uh, really, we both thoroughly enjoyed this. And uh, unfortunately, we're near the end of uh, this episode. But I'm Tom Fox. And I'm Megan. (laughs) Sorry. And I'm always cutting you off when you say you're the voice of compliance. I'm sorry about that. I'm Megan Doherty from One Stone Creative. And uh, we will see you next time on Popcorn and Compliance in the MCU, where we take up Ant-Man and the Wasp. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Because That's What Heroes Do. As Megan said, our next episode, we were going to take up Ant-Man and the Wasp. 
I'd also like to tell you about a special podcast series that has premiered on the Compliance Podcast Network, The Corruption Files. In The Corruption Files, I'm joined by Hughes Hubbard partner Mike DeBernardis, and we take a deep dive into some of the most interesting FCPA and international anti-corruption enforcement actions over the past 15 years, which have really created the modern era of FCPA and anti-corruption enforcement. Check out The Corruption Files on the Compliance Podcast Network, Megaphone, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Because That's What Heroes Do is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network.